0: Skyline Pigeon, Elton John, cover, take one.
1: the ways that the wind can turn the tide and these shadows turn from purple into gray for just the skyline pigeon dreaming of the open waiting for the day when he could spread his wings and fly away again flying Fly Towards the dreams You left so very Far behind Fly away Skyline pigeon Fly Towards the dreams You left so very Far behind Just let me wake up In the morning To the smell of new mown hay, to laugh and cry, to live and die, in the brightness of my day. I want to hear the distant bells of distant churches sing, but most of all, please free me from this aching metal ring. Open up the cage towards the sun For just this skyline pigeon Dreaming of the open Waiting for the day When he could spread his wings And fly away again Fly away Skyline pigeon for life the dreams you left so very far behind fly away skyline pigeon flight to hold the dreams you left so very so very far.
0: Hey guys, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday. Oh boy, it's a special Friday edition. January 15th, 2021. Fully ensconced, enveloped, and uh, absorbed into into, into INTO. Year four of the Bean Town Podcast. Uh, that was a cover of um, an Elton John tune. Elton John is a favorite of mine and of the show. Uh, the song is called Skyline Pigeon. I believe it's from his album Empty Sky, which is maybe from like 1970 or something. Um, it's it's one of his more just kind of simple, old school, kind of just Elton in the piano, uh, kind of like Your Song um, is similar to that song, which Your Song became his first kind of big hit. Um, but I really like that one, and it's so cool. I was just thinking about this um, before I started recording, that um, it's uh, that song is over 50 years old at this point. 50 years. 50 uh, It's like 51. He probably you know wrote it in the late 60s or something like that. So we're coming up on like 55 years old or something. That's just crazy that it's like a piece of music that's that old. Um, but it still sounds so good. Um, and I'm not going to get on my high horse about... Megan uh, the Stallion uh, who I've just been learning about lately who seems to be like the new Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, like I feel like Lizzo like every year there's a new installment of one of those um not not saying like black female singers but just like the hot commodity that year so I feel like this right now it's Megan the Stallion and last year it was Lizzo before that it was Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, whatever. Um, big booty shaken. And I apologize. Uh, this was obvious. I'm still trying to, to work on levels, balance, that sort of thing. It would be a lot easier if I just had like an official setup. Um, but the mic stand was a step in the right direction. So thanks to Walt and Kelly for uh, my Christmas gift. Um, I, You know, we're just, it's a, you know, you're balancing trying to get the, the volume of the piano right and holding the mic. Close enough to your mouth But far enough away Um, That was okay I think Um, We'll go back And listen to it I I think it could have been A lot worse Um, And vocals wise Like Hey Hey yeah, it's not pretty, but that's about as good as you're going to get from me. So thanks for tuning in to that. I just kind of woke up this morning, and it was stuck in my head, so I went for it. Uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Bean Town Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible, although hopefully you enjoyed the tune. We haven't done any live music on the podcast in... It feels like a very long time. Uh, I know I went through my, I I won't call it a guitar phase, um, but I was playing a lot of guitar probably about this time last year. I actually, I just straight up, like, while I'm thinking about it, I need to go online and order some new strings. I have to restring my guitar. One, the strings that I have are just the ones that came with it, um, which are already low quality, and I've had the guitar for years now. Um, Two, I physically broke the high E about... Three or four months ago, and so i haven't I have not touched my guitar in a very long time. You have not heard me play it, you have not seen me play it on social media or anything like that it 's still there in the corner, um, but honestly, ever since I bought this piano in like what may something like that I mean that 's just my go to and we 'll be talking about uh, pianos and pianists in a little bit here on the episode not not a ton um, to, to cover, to touch on, um, no pun intended, not a ton to cover. We already did that. Um, it's kind of a, your, your kind of standard filler episode. Uh, last, last week we had our fun power rankings, um, of NFL playoff cities and congratulations to all the teams that moved on. And I think that was a fun episode to kick off year four and, uh, you know, get us back into power rankings, which we're going to try to do a lot of this year. But today, you know, and honestly, I woke up and I was like, man, I've got a very light work day. I'm going to record today um, so I, you know, don't have to worry about it this weekend. Um, but I was just like, man, what do I talk about? What do I do? I don't know. Um, spent a decent amount of time thinking about it, trying to come up with something. I wasn't didn't have any, like, power rankings, inspirations. Uh, I don't have any interviews lined up or anything like that. Um, and really nothing... I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, what did I do this past week? Nothing that interesting, except that, <laughs> that Chicago Bears game on Sunday, which was just an atrocity to watch. But if anyone caught it, um, you probably heard about this. It was, it was kind of the big news story last Sunday. Timeout. Was all the, like, Capitol insurrection stuff just this week? Am, or am I going crazy? Was that a week and a half ago? That was a week and a half ago, right? That wasn't just this week. Right? I'm not going insane, am I? Maybe I am. I don't know. Days are, are tough. Maybe it'll be better starting next Thursday, Wednesday, whenever um inauguration is. Um but that that Nickelodeon broadcast, if you didn't catch it, I mean, let me try to just think about some of the I mean, it was very strange. Um, but I guess it, it was everything I expected in war. There was a lot of fake slime. So every time someone scored a touchdown, their like graphics department would go to work. And they'd fill the end zone with fake slime. Um, the first down line was not yellow; it was like orange and green, of course, Nickelodeon colors. Um, there wasn't any real slime dumping, which was very uh, disappointing because so it's like that's the one thing you're expecting. They had Nate Burleson was in the broadcast booth with um, uh, Eagle Noah Eagle. Is that Iron Eagle's son? I don't I don't even know. I meant to look it up, but I didn't. And then this. She must be like a Nickelodeon star or actress or something. And you're asking the wrong person because I never had cable. Um, but she, I, I think she was actually like a 15-year-old black teenager. Um, and she was fine with a microphone, but frankly didn't really know anything about football. So I guess it was kind of like cool to have her there. But I feel like they maybe would have been able to secure... Another Nickelodeon person who actually knew a little bit about football. I don't know. Um, so in that sense, it wasn't a super footbally broadcast. They did try to keep it educational and informal. Every once in a while, when they'd call a penalty flag, freaking Young Sheldon would pop up in the bottom right and explore it and he uh, explain it and he'd have some snide quip. I've never seen Young Sheldon. I thought it was on CBS. Not Nickelodeon, but maybe it got, you know, moved to Nickelodeon or something. I I don't know. I am the type of person who I, I've seen multiple episodes of The Big Bang Theory, and I can't imagine ever wanting to have more of that. But apparently people out there in the U.S. do. Um, and then they had a sideline reporter who was also looked like he was, you know, maybe like 17 or 18, a black teenage male. And he was doing the sideline reports. Oh, weird... Really weird part. There was at one point where he did an Obama impression, and it wasn't, like, relevant to anything that was going on. It was just like, so let's go down to Curtis down in the field. Hey, Curtis, I hear you have a good Obama impression. And it uh, wasn't particularly good. Kind of like this one. And then the girl did a Cardi B impression. The the girl up in the broadcast booth, the whatever that is. Ow! Um, God. It was just very bizarre. They then at the end there was um they had their MVP, the Nickelodeon Valuable Player trophy, which is like the like a football, kind of looks like a Lombardi trophy, like a football with slime running down it um with a stand. And the craziest thing, I don't understand this. I never actually read much about this, so I and I haven't really thought about it like why this was a thing. But all of the, like, leading vote-getters, they kept showing the leading vote-getters for the award because it was real-time fan voting. It was all Bears players, which if you watched the game or you, if you didn't watch the game, you know the Bears lost. They ended up losing 21-9, but they scored a touchdown, six points on the very last play. So they, they in essence, lost 21-3. to three. So I don't know. Was that, like... Just Bears fans watching the Nickelodeon broadcast and feeling like, well, we got nothing else going for us, so let's, um, you know, vote for our own players? Or was it the Saints fans, like, trolling the Bears players? I I actually literally have no idea. Like, it's got to be one of those two, I think. Um, Or maybe it was Bears fans trolling their own players. Anyways, the quarterback, Trubisky, won. And I was hoping that they'd get to do a a post-game interview, which would be freaking hilarious to interview the quarterback of the team that just got absolutely embarrassed in the playoffs and dump him with slime. Like That would have been television gold. Unfortunately, they did not interview him, which was just a big disappointment. But um, that was the Nickelodeon broadcast. It was bizarre, and I, I mean, if it gets... Brings in a young younger audience, introduces the game to a whole new generation of fans, sure, cool, awesome. But I don't know, like, I'm not really sure how to feel about it. Anyways, they, uh, ho- hopefully they'll do it again next year, because I would, I mean, I'd probably be upset if that was the only channel that was showing it. Thankfully, it wasn't that way this year. There's a CBS alternate broadcast with, you know, Nance and Romo, I think. Um which I ended up not seeing any of. Um which is too bad because they're my favorite broadcast booth. But it happened. Maybe it'll happen again next year. Um yeah. I mean Nate Burleson's a trooper for sticking out sticking out with that. Um but that that was wild. That that was really crazy. And that's in case you're wondering, that's the most exciting thing that happened to me this week. Um until last night. And we'll talk about that in a second. I got to catch up with a good friend and friend of the podcast. And um we uh I'll I don't really have anything to say about it, just you know, mentioning it. But uh before we do that, we ought to get into our um Real Housewives of Salt Lake City recap, new episode this past Wednesday night. So let's go ahead and jump into that. So you'll remember last week the big set piece was Coach Shaw's surprise birthday party at the top golf place. And the whole thing was Whitney Went to Jen Shah and was like, hey, people have been talking behind your back, yada, yada, yada. It's not actually that important what the content was. And Jen Shah just blows up. She's wearing like this one-piece leotard thing with her buns hanging out. And she's throwing and smashing glass. And Coach Shah is just like, what is with this woman? And he sends her home and he stays to continue partying. So that's like the big cliffhanger for this week. So we open up um, this week, and of course, you got Whitney and Heather, their cousins, and Whitney was like talking to Heather. She's like, I just like, whoa, that was crazy. I, You're still on my side, right? Like, i we We need to deal with this, like woof, that was crazy, Genshaw's got a problem, so they're kind of like they're seeing eye to eye on this. I think Heather's a little bit more like, yo, that wasn't a it wasn't like your best moment um and and i don't I don't think Whitney really realizes that yet, but Anyways, they're just like, okay, we need to we need to talk to Jen. We need to make a plan, and that's what's going to happen at the end of the episode. So basically, what what's happening now in Real Housewives world, nine or ten episodes in, you have like factions forming where you have like Whitney and Jen, um, or or uh, Whitney and Heather, which makes sense because they're cousins. But then you have like Meredith and Lisa. All of a sudden, are kind of like off on their own, um, like higher echelon of society type stuff like fashion shows and like not throwing your and smashing your glass at, uh, at your friend's birthday parties. And then Jen Shah is kind of a wild card. And then you have Mary, Mary Cosby who uh, I've, we've said this for like five episodes in a row. Now I don't really have anything to say because she makes an appearance for about two minutes. She's at her house by herself. She interacts with her cousin slash, um, made, and it's just like no, nothing's really going on with Mary Cosby. Anyway, so you have Meredith and Lisa. Um They're on like a double de- date with her husbands, Seth and John, respectively. And um they're just kind of like having dinner, nothing too interesting is going on. Uh, the whole time, literally the whole episode, Mary is just like trying on clothes at her um, at her house. And I really wish I had something else to say about Mary Cosby, but she's just like there she basically like pops in once an episode with a phone call to like say some shit that's going to stir the pot with jen eventually he says she says they said that's basically what she does every episode now and so now um let's see what else is going on um oh we learned that uh, meredith is like oh i have big news for her double date with lisa and you're like oh my gosh what's the news gonna be like some something big right like brooks is going back to college no she's just like i'm back together with seth so that was like a three episode arc that was probably like a day in real time or something so they're back together okay so now to the really interesting part of the episode so jen gets taken um that's a rough way to start it meredith and whitney not meredith whitney and Heather, the two cousins, the two blondes, are like, okay, we need to talk to Jen. So they, they go like four hours away, which four hours in any direction from Salt Lake City is the middle of nowhere. They're going to like this hot springs. There are these bathtubs like up on a mountainside that are like built into the mountainside. And they're kind of like, it's not like glamorous. It's not like what you would think of when you think of like a real housewife show. So it's kind of an interesting like change of scenery. And so... Whitney and Heather get Jen to go up there. She's, like, walking up there with – I don't think it was high heels. I think it was just slippers, but it would be more fun to imagine high heels. And so they finally get her in the tub, and there's just, like – uh Whitney tries to brace the situation, come back to, you know, what happened at Coach Shaw's birthday party. And Jen is just immediately walls up, super defensive, not happy. She starts splashing water. She splashes water at the cameramen, the producers. She's like, Whitney, I'm going to drown you, which I think is that's like a felony or something. And she storms off the set. We cut to commercial break. We come back and they finally get Jen. to get back in the tub. And it's just Heather is, like, the only one keeping this whole thing together. So finally they get her back in the tub. And then the last thing, I mean, I guess there was some resolution from that conversation, but it doesn't really feel like it. And the last thing is Coach uh, Shaw who doesn't make a lot of appearances on the show, but this is his second episode in a row. He, We cut to him and Jen. They're at the Shaw Chalet, and they're having a super um, emotional argument. And Jen Shaw is just like such a victim in all of this, always victim-blaming, whatever. And Coach Shaw is using his like super sexy, talk-you-down kind of voice, saying exactly what she needs to hear. Not that that's not a bad reflection on coach Shaw. That's just like what he has to do or else she'll blow up. And I don't know how Jen Shaw and coach Shaw are still married uh, because they just seem like polar opposites. I was talking to Rachel about this. It's like, I, I don't understand how it works is either like he's crazy or she is a completely different person off camera. I, I don't really know what it is. Anyways, so next week, the big teaser, there's a girl's trip to Las Vegas. I think all six of them are going. Maybe not Mary Cosby. I don't know. That would be on brand to kind of leave her out. Oh, there was also like this other random ass dinner with um, like at this mountain resort with um it wasn't very interesting it was lisa and meredith again they're like off doing their own thing we didn't get any brooks um or like lisa's kids at all um this episode um there it's just like this high society fine dining party and they're talking about like fashion and jewelry i don't know it's really frankly not particularly interesting so anyways so that's what happened on real housewives it was a solid episode. Um, the hot tub stuff was pretty wild. Tough to follow up Coach Shaw's party, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens in Vegas um, this next week. So that is what is going on there. Let's hear from our sponsors and then um, just check in. Uh, I I I paused this right before I started the Real Housewives recap um, to actually, I noticed the light was... My my windows and my living room face south, so we get a lot of sunlight in the winter um, because the sun is very low in the sky off to the south, and it shines right into my living room from about 11 a.m. to—it'll be out of here in about 15 minutes. Uh, It's 2 p.m. on a Friday afternoon right now, Um, but it was catching my uh, TV stand, which is not actually a TV stand. It's, like, homemade shelving unit— But that's the dust on that thing. I was like, Oh man, we got to take care of this. And then I felt like the Brian Cranston, uh, Malcolm in the middle where he starts doing one thing and it leads to another thing. Um, I ended up after all of that, my laundry is now in the basement, um, being washed. So that's, that's what happened. We paused for like 20 minutes to, to take care of that stuff. But Anyways, um, we'll re- uh, we'll read our advertisements here, and then um, I'll mention a couple things, including what I've been cooking uh, this week, because it wasn't my normal like big batch Monday. Um, yeah, you know, I was doing a couple different things, and maybe if you're looking for like a fun little cook at home, treat yourself kind of meal, because I literally did that like three times this week, Um, maybe you'll find inspiration from uh, today's podcast episode. But I won't keep you very long. Once we get through these ads, I just got a couple things to mention, and then we'll let you go. Um, Oh, I am on my wrong um, Google Docs here. I was about to read you um, uh, Lucy's essay to get into uh, Northwestern, which is not the same thing as Beantown ads. Okay, here we go. Uh, Home Pride Oregon, oh, we, here we go. Family-owned business. You gotta love these guys. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth all because you couldn't find or allow a reliable home inspector in time. Well, Oregon listeners, I have good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate br- 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 wrangle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, you gotta call Steve. Write this down, 541 410 0316, or you can visit homeprideorgan.com. Again, that's 541 or you can visit homeprideorgan.com. Homepride Organ inspection perfection. Speaking of emails, we got an email this morning uh, to Beantown Podcast at yahoo.com, first one of the year. Very exciting. And it was spam. And nothing quite as uh, interesting or or um, lucrative, potentially lucrative, as a Mr. Rock Chris. Uh, if you don't know this story, um, it was back in year two, I think. We were still in Baltimore when this happened. Of the the podcast, we got an email from a African business leader, Mr. Rock Chris, who wanted um, to to go in on a uh, some sort of diamond mine or something um, in West Africa, and I was like, Yeah, obviously, let's do that. Um, but I kind of I did a little goose for the gander action. I flipped the tables on him, and we we I tried to get him to go in with me on a uh, uh, I think like a coal mine in Western Pennsylvania. Anyways, contract f- contract talks fell out. My point here is uh, even though we got a spam email, BeanTimePodcastYahoo dot com against it's, it's still nice. Okay, nice to hear from your fans. I I'm counting that as a, I I'm, I'm putting that in a, in our, in our listener total. Okay. Which I don't know. I have to go, go to our SoundCloud statistics, to see how many we have. Being town, we're, I wouldn't say we're making like a comeback, but you know, for a while there are things were looking pretty bleak and, uh, we, we've kind of righted the ship, if you will. Um, a shout out to the Samson Q2U series. Samson has got crisp, clean and clear audio. And, um, uh, yeah, we're in year four of the Bean Town Podcast and still going strong. From uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, and all the old other ones, mainly the Pentateuch. When God speaks, He uses a Samson. I want to briefly remind um, listeners that in the month of January, we have a special Bean Town Podcast promotion with the Everlasting Bath. Pillow. Um, it is a paid promotion, a paid sponsorship that I'm doing with these guys. You can use code Q.QueenD at checkout for 20% off your first bath pillow order. Um, just uh, Google search Everlasting Comfort Bath Pillow. Take that first hit. Um, use my code and uh, tell them Quinn sent you. And it's going to change your bath, uh, change your baths forever. Revolutionize the the, the, the personal cleaning experience. You're never going to want to take a shower again. Um, This is what comfort's all about. Okay. Can I have my money now? Uh, Cuts by Q. Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle and we all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, only different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago Cook County and the Greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to banks, fohawks to flattops, and everything in between, you have to call CutsByQ at 815 298 7200 Or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's cutz by q at yahoo.com. Okay, sing it with us. Oh, and you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at cuts by q. Cuts by Q. All right. I wanted to... um, I teased this earlier. I just wanted to mention um, last night, good friend of the podcast, been on at least two or three times, I think, Um, including, I think... I'll have to go back and check the, the metrics on this. I think he was the guest on our most downloaded ever episode of the Bean Tum Podcast, which I believe is our NBA Draft 2019 preview. Oddly enough, in three-plus years of doing this, 160-some episodes, that's the one that you guys like the most. It's like 2,000 hits or something. I don't know. I can't explain it. John Paul Pandowski, um, fellow podcast host, John Paul Pandowski, he is the um, co-host of the Actually Nothing podcast, which you can listen to anywhere um, podcasts are sold or downloaded. Um, He came over last night after work, and we shared some whiskey. He brought me, uh, what's it called, J. Henry? I was going to say O. Henry, but that's a, a candy bar, I think. Um, J. Henry Whiskey from Dane, Wisconsin is very delicious we had it with um, some nice ice cubes on the rocks I think is what fancy people call it and um, I made us supper as I usually do when he comes over sometimes it's nice to have a home cooked meal uh, last night was really simple not as exciting as what I made the, uh, the first couple nights of the week but I made just a, a spaghetti with meat sauce some uh, ground beef we had a vegetable um, medley of red peppers, mushrooms, and, um, zucchini. We had some, uh, bolilos, the greatest bolilos of all time from Devon market, also known as rolls, the size of your head. And we had that with our whiskey and some sparkling water from a uh, hashtag girlfriend of the podcast, Rachel Ramos. Thank you so much for the soda stream for Christmas. I fucking love that thing. Apologies for language. It's just how I had to express myself. Um, because it's awesome i just do a little bit of i i I fizz up that water and i pour it over an ice cube and stir in some lemon juice like that's as good to me as like any beverage i could ever want okay and if i ever want to alcoholize it a l c o h o l alcoholize i i z e alcoholize it Um, you just pour in some like vodka or gin or something. I bet it would be delicious. Um, so that's what we had last night and it was just nice, you know, to have, uh, to have John Paul over and he whipped out some of his piano skills because John Paul has a master's in, music and piano performance from the DePaul University School of Music and he is a certified badass. This guy, I'm t- I tell you what. He's like, "Yeah, I haven't I haven't like actually played the piano really in, you know, 2 years or whatever." And then I'm just like, "Oh yeah, that we're talking about Beethoven sonatas." And he just starts whipping off all these different ones from memory. That guy, certified genius, I tell you what. And I won't publicly share this because I wasn't given permission to, although it's it's, it's super good news. Um, he's got some very exciting um, educational prospects um, down the line coming up for him, which I'm super excited about because he's been working his tail off. Um, so it was really good to see John Paul. Um, earlier this week, um, I decided, what, what, what happened was I did not go grocery shopping this past weekend because on Sunday, I was uh, hanging out with uh, Rachel the whole time Um, And I was not at my apartment. Um, But let's see. Hang on one second here. Give me a sec. Technical difficulties. We're back. Um, I decided that I wasn't going to do a big batch meal on Mondays, which has been my MO, like, forever. At At least ever since I started losing weight at the start of last year. So I was like, let's, you know what, I've been running a lot. I still run, you know, 35 to 40 miles a week. And I'm like one meal a day for the most part. Weekends not as much, but weekdays for sure. I was like, "You know what? I am going to treat myself and I'm going to have some, I'm going to do some fun experimental cooking. I've got two different uh, just fun little things that I'll share with you. They were super easy to make and also kind of fun and tasted delicious, okay? So, um Monday Uh, actually two nights, Monday and Tuesday. That's how bad it was. I made poutine, which I had made once before, um, but I decided to get fun and flirty with it. So my base was half crinkle-cut fries, half tater tots. Because, you know, sometimes you go, I mean, classic poutine is just regular French fries, but then sometimes you go places like tater tot poutine, but you never get the best of both worlds, okay? So that's what we did there. And then... Um so we made um just this was not as exciting and very high in, in sodium, but that's okay. Just gravy from like a McCormick packet. Um just brown gravy, although you could get really, you know, funky with that. And then you're gonna wanna make uh bacon on the stovetop. I try to use turkey bacon. I actually couldn't find any this week, so we did like legit hardcore pork bacon. And then I decided, you know, I want to healthalize it. So and and these things I was I was afraid that they were just going to like not work at all, but they ended up working. I I cut up some mushrooms and some uh yellow bell pepper. And you want to sauté them a little bit, but you want to leave them slightly underdone because by the time you get everything going um on that giant heap of a plate, you know, the steam it's going to cook through some stuff. And you don't if you go too much it'll just be soggy and it won't make sense. But it adds kind of a nice crunch. To go with that bacon, having that crunch along with those crispy fries, and then your gravy, which kind of soaks everything through, softens it up a little bit. And then, of course, you have to have your—I uh, use fresh mozzarella. I just pull it apart. Um, you know, it, it, I was a little—I wasn't quite sure how it was going to work out. I'll say this. Like, you, you, you layer it. So, you know, you'll do some fries. Then some cheese, some gravy, some bacon, some of the veggies, et cetera. Um, the cheese underneath kind of all the layers, that worked really well because um, it, you know, it was warmed up. The cheese on top never really melted or like blended in with the rest of the dish. So if I was, you know, on chopped, I would have been chopped after that round for sure. But so delicious because every bite you're getting like French fries, gravy, bacon, mushrooms, uh, pepper, uh, mozzarella cheese, man, it's just, and you make this giant ass heaping plate for yourself. Absolutely delicious. And then Wednesday, um, I needed something else and I, I knew I wanted to make something that was one night only cause I needed to cook fresh for John Paul, um, last night. So I was like, you know what? And I actually, I didn't even think of this until I was at the grocery store. I did the cardinal sin of just like wandering aimlessly until, um, an idea strikes me while I was at the store, but I, I noticed in the dairy aisle that there were um, some very uh, good sales going on. Bagels, 99 cents. Cheese, one ninety nine. like cheese slices. Um, I already had eggs at home, and I was like, you know what? Let me grab some turkey sausage. Baby, we got some breakfast sandwiches going, Man, those were good. And so I get some corn, too, because corn is like when you want to have veggies, but you're not actually trying to be healthy. And so I made corn on the stovetop, which I just do uh, a, a bag of frozen corn and butter and then salt and pepper to season. It's delicious. It's like it's unbeatable. And then my breakfast sandwich, just have your bagel. You can do any flavor you want. I ended up doing um, I, the, it's not like a legit flavor, but French toast flavor. Uh, bagels, which is just like regular bagels, but kind of a little bit of sweetness going on. Um, But you could you know, probably do this if you want to go more savory, like an everything bagel or an onion bagel. Uh, I kind of like the sweetness that counteracts kind of like the savory of the, the sausage and the eggs and the cheese. Anyways, really basic. Pop that baby in the toaster, and then once it gets out, lay it flat on either side. One slice of cheese on each so I used uh, Gouda just because it was fun. Um, and then on one, or or no, what you do is you take the one that has, well, they both have cheese on it, but just take one of the halves, lay down a little bit of uh, scrambled eggs, and then I take my little sausage links. I cut two and a half, so I kind of have four halves. I lay those down. You take the other, um, the other bun, the other half of the bagel with the, the other slice of cheese, and you smash it down on there holy mama you could probably i didn't do any like sauce or anything you could probably do some sort of like tasty scrumptious sauce of some kind um that was just overkill for me but man those breakfast sandwiches with the corn which breakfast sandwiches and corn no they don't go together but it's like still super good get that with a little fizzy water Mm. played some trivia on wednesday night got my ass kicked it was awesome so hey, you know what? If you're tired, if you're feeling like you are in a cooking rut, maybe try some poutine, maybe try some breakfast sandwiches. Um tonight we're making uh it's titled easy goulash recipe. Um and uh it's going to be good. It's just like uh, the it's just like basically what I made last night, just like beef Red sauce. Um, the pasta is elbow macaroni. Get some cheese going on top. You know, diced tomatoes, um, onion, etc. I think we'll make that with some uh, some kind of veggie on the side. I don't know, TBD. And then some rolls. Maybe we'll see what the bakery has, and some wine, and maybe some cheesecake or something for dessert. TBD. We'll see. Um, but hey, if you have any fun, cool recipe ideas that you've tried recently that you would really like to share. Email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantown, B-E-A-N-T, and podcast at yahoo.com. And I'm not even, not joking. Like, yeah, send them my way. Because I'm always looking for fun new recipes. And oftentimes, I just do the big batch on on Monday. But like Friday nights, I usually cook um, for for the two of us here at the APT. Um, And I'm always looking for something fun and new to try. So, I promised I wouldn't keep you that long, and I'm going to uphold my promise. What I'm actually going to do... And I'll try to keep recording as this goes. Hopefully it doesn't crash. I figure, you know what? We almost never get to do live music here on the Beaton Podcast. So since we have the setup, since I already have the mic stand there, maybe we can just play our outro music live on the air. And I have not played this song, the Tishmingo Blues, in months. So, it could go horribly just from memory. We'll see how it goes. Um, that's what I wanted to share with you, everyone, though. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, this is year four of Quinn David Furnace presents the Bean Town podcast. And uh, you can find me on, on Twitter, my personal. Um, uh, Handle is at whitebuns with a Z, and the shows is Beantown Cast. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. If you're not, uh, if you're listening to the show right now and you are not subscribed on whatever you're listening through—Apple Podcasts, iTunes, um, Stitcher, whatever, SoundCloud—go ahead and hit subscribe. That'll support the show. And we've got our Pledge Drive fundraiser coming up in a couple of weeks here, which I'm looking forward to. Otherwise, that's what I got for you. So I'm going to play us out. I'll crank that piano way up. Hopefully you can hear it pretty good. And uh, that's what I got. So everyone, take care. Uh, Stay safe. Stay sane. Tell someone you love them. And uh, not your ex, but anyone else. And we'll check in on you next time.
1: A.C.O.